DFS. It is Friday, January 6th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to the Week 18 FanDuel Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Smolin. Jared, it is worth noting before we get to any of the positions here on FanDuel that Packers-Lions, despite being on Sunday night, is on the main slate on FanDuel. It is not on the main slate on DraftKings, but it is here. It's similar to what we saw last week. Apparently, FanDuel just sets its slate, and then it's like, forget it. I don't care what the NFL does to the schedule. These are the teams we're using, so go ahead and play them. This is different from last week in that it was not a flex situation. The NFL just doesn't set the Week 18 schedule until it knows the playoff scenarios to try to match them up. So I don't think it affects where I'm looking at quarterback here, but it might come into play at some other positions. Yeah, Packers line's a fun cap to the week. Definitely some plays, I think, and tournaments for me that um, could be interesting in that one. Quarterback, FanDuel cash. I think Josh Allen's in play at 800 bucks. Um, the way I'm building my cash lineup now, I'm going cheaper into the 7K range. I like Dak Prescott at 7,500 bucks. Um, we know there's been volume issues for him which has sometimes capped the ceiling but he has multiple passing touchdowns in eight of his last nine games now he's getting this washington team that seems like they're kind of treating this as a preseason game so they could definitely rest or sit some defensive starters um washington anyways they're just 26th in football outsiders pass defense dvoa over the past five weeks now so it's been a, a fine matchup to begin with so I, I think dak you know with the cowboys having plenty to play for still in this one is, is a pretty safe cash game quarterback on Fanduel. I'm curious to see how this game goes because it could easily be a Cowboys blowout. And I think they're going to be a lot of defensive guys missing too. So we could just get a ton of Cowboys rushing in this game as well. That said, last Thursday night, we had the Cowboys against Josh Dobbs and defensive backups for the Titans. And we had a competitive game for like three quarters of it. So we could see the Cowboys locked up in this. And like you said, they do have something to play for throughout. So I won't argue against Dak Prescott. Feel a little bit better about Joe Burrow at 8,200, $700 difference. We'll see about how the rest of the lineup builds up around him. But, you know, the upside is obvious. I'm not at all worried about the matchup. And we saw just last week that the Bengals are willing to throw 52 passes in a game where they led the entire way against New England. So we know that we don't need an ultimately competitive Ravens game for Joe Burrow to get a lot of opportunities and to hit his guys for plenty of points. For sure, yeah. And I I especially like Burrow for FanDuel tournaments. And I think just where he's priced, he's closer in price to the Allen and Jalen Hurts tier on FanDuel than he is on drafting. So I think he's going to be lower owned on FanDuel. So Burrow's my favorite tournament play on FanDuel. I'm very curious to see what the ownership numbers look like for these guys, because I don't think it's hard to envision Joe Burrow being as popular as Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts this week. Allen's got a tougher matchup, more likely, you know, just based on looking at the numbers for everything. Jalen Hurts has the shoulder question. He has the question of whether his team just destroys a giant squad that they beat when they were trying. Like they, it was a one sided game when the Giants were actually playing, and now they're going to get Giants backups. So, you know, there's some concern that Jalen Hurts doesn't get a ceiling game here just because of that. So I'm going to be looking at what the ownership projections are on the three guys and kind of using that to some degree to decide where I want to lean. Josh Allen, I think all told in a vacuum is my favorite because I, I I mean, I I just think he has slate breaking potential this week. Yeah. If Allen and Burrow are coming in at similar ownerships, I prefer Allen straight up pretty easily. But again, I, I, I'm kind of expecting Allen to be at least a bit more popular than Burrow on FanDuel with them only separated by uh, 600 bucks in salary. 
Mm-hmm. I'm curious most of all to see if Jalen Hurts is, you know, very low this week, which is possible with yeah. the issues. Because if he is, I mean, it's at least worth throwing a couple out there. We know the potential limitations, but the other side of that is maybe they're up 35 to three at halftime because everybody right. scored touchdowns. Yeah. Hurts is like not in my player pool right now. Um, Cause I I'm thinking that way where, you know, he's still a little banged up should be an easy win. So you're not going to get a ceiling game. If, if, you know, everyone's thinking that maybe he does come in at, you know, 5% ownership. And in that case, he's, he's an awesome tournament play. I'd be curious too, to see if Dak Prescott comes in low or if he comes in popular because of the one-sided matchup here. You too. Running back for cash. I mentioned these guys on DraftKings, but they top our dollars per point on FanDuel as well. Najee Harris, Miles Sanders, the top two on both sites. I think they're both great bets for large workloads this week on motivated offenses, which is key, especially in week 18. Both in strongly positive matchups. Miles Sanders already crushed the Giants earlier this season. Najee Harris has been running much better since the team's buy. So these guys are probably going to be in my cash lineup together. Yeah, I'm definitely more open to playing Sanders in FanDuel cash, um, just so you know, with the lack of pass catching stuff um, being less of a concern here. So he's in play. I think uh, Najee Harris to me is my first running back in for cash. I think he's pretty much a must at 7,200 bucks with the work he's been getting lately and the matchup against Cleveland. I like Tyler Algier as my third cash game running back. Uh, 53 carries over his last three games. Um, I've seen a handful of targets in those games. As well, I'm just just playing really well. He's averaging 5.4 yards per carry over the last three. And the Falcons are four point favorites in this game against Tampa, 22.25 point implied total, which again, speaks to the fact that, you know, the Bucs are probably going to be resting guys in this spot. And I think, like you said, for Miles Sanders, the Tyler Algier is even more attractive here because of the lower reception um, scoring for me, a full fade on $10,000 Christian McCaffrey this week. He's less than 100% health wise. There's a chance they limit his work, even if overall they're going for it throughout the game. And then there's also the chance that the Niners pull up at some point because the Eagles have the top seed locked up. They're playing at the same time, but if we get to the third quarter and the Eagles are up by 20, then it would make sense for the 49ers to ease things. Yeah. Yeah. And the Niners could be up by 20 at that point too. So yeah, there's just, there's too many paths to McCaffrey disappointing relative to that price tag. Tournament side, I'm curious to see the ownership projections for Harris and Sanders, not necessarily full fades, even if it gets high, but that'll you know affect the plan. Also curious to see Cam Akers and Kenneth Walker, because I'm interested in playing both of those guys in that matchup across from each other. Akers, two straight 100 yard games the past couple of weeks, over five yards per carry and three straight. And Kenneth Walker, over 20 carries each of the past two weeks, despite dealing with an ankle issue. He already outperformed a negative matchup last week against the Jets. This matchup is probably softer because I don't expect the Rams to play Aaron Donald. So we should get plenty of work from both of these guys. Yeah, Sanders is my favorite tournament play. I, mean, I, I can't imagine he's going to be too popular considering he's you know done basically nothing for, for three straight games now. I do think you know guys like Najee Harris and Cam Akers, they're more interesting fades if they're chalky just because of the you know kind of crappy offenses they're on. You know, maybe they don't have that. 25 point upside that we've seen Sanders have this season. So, and then, yeah, Kenneth Walker is probably my second favorite tournament play 26 and 23 carries over his last two games. I also you know, go into that Sunday night game. I think Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are both interesting. Um, you know, Aaron Jones looked as healthy as he has in a while in that win last week, 111 rushing yards on 14 carries. AJ Dillon has a touchdown, at least one touchdown in five straight games. Now he's kind of been the Packers goal line guy um, over the second half of the season. So then you have Green Bay, four and a half point home favorites. 
They have a 26.75 point implied total. That's uh, third or fourth highest among all the, the games on Sunday. Um, so I think there's definitely touchdown upside, just upside in general to both of these guys. I got to check now to see how many times the Packers have actually scored that many points <laughs> this year because I don't think that it's happened a whole lot. So, I mean, they did score 41 last week. They scored 26 the week before, 24 against the Rams, 28-33 the two games before that. All right, so I guess I'm not giving them enough credit. There should be plenty of points there, and I agree. Both running backs are going to be heavily involved in anything they do. You know, on the other side, the Detroit running backs, I think, are interesting as well. I didn't really give them a good look to know what their salaries are offhand, but that's certainly a game where both offenses use their running backs quite a bit. Yeah, Jamal 7K and Swift is 7,100, so... They don't stand out as good values. I'm sure they'll be lower owned because of the prices, but I'd much rather play the Packers side. Mm-hmm. And tournament only for either yes. Lions running back, of course. Wide receiver for cash. I think, you know, you can look at the expensive guys. They are much higher in our FanDuel dollars per point than they are on DraftKings. Jamar Chase or T. Higgins looks good. T. Higgins, of course, is the less expensive. Stephon Diggs up there. Devontae Smith up there in value. Garrett Wilson at 7,100, I think, is intriguing. I wonder who's a better option between him at 7,100, Jerry Judy at 6,600 against a Chargers defense that might have nothing to play for by the time they play. Maybe they both belong in uh, lineups. They're both in my my cash game lineup right now, Garrett Wilson and Jerry Judy. Um, you know, Judy has 9, 8, 10, and 8 targets over his last four games. Um, you know, He had 8 last week, even with, with Cortland Sutton back. Um, so I like those two guys, and I like DK Metcalf too at 7,200, assuming – that knee checks out. He did not practice on Thursday. So we'll see what he does later today, how he's listed on the final injury report. But, um, you know, Tyler Lockett, obviously more banged up than DK with the finger injury than the shin injury he sh- he suffered in last week's game. Uh, I'm sure Lockett's going to play because this is a must win for Seattle, but, you know, he's nowhere near 100%. Metcalf had the dud last week against the tough Jets secondary, but over his previous eight games, Metcalf averaged 9.5 targets, 6.9 catches, 73 yards per game. Um, Also had a big game against the Rams earlier this season. So I think he's underpriced at 7,200 bucks as long as that knee is not a concern. Drake London's not as attractive on FanDuel with the half PPR scoring, but I think he's in play at 6,500 in a matchup that's already positive and a Bucks defense that's probably going to bench several DBs. Um, They've had lots of defensive backs dealing with injuries throughout the second half of the season. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a bunch of those starters sitting out this game completely on the cheap end. If you need it to get some of the higher end wide receivers or other positions in, I think Rashid Shahid at 5,800 is attractive here as well as on DraftKings this week. I think Jahan Dotson is somebody that we haven't talked about that is also in play at 5,900 bucks. Jared, we saw an article from the Richmond Times Dispatch earlier this yeah. week about how Ron Rivera said he'll probably play Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel for at least some of this game with Sam Howell. There wasn't any mention there of Jahan Dotson. Uh, so I don't know exactly if there's a plan to take out Dotson at any point, but it's a rookie wide receiver. He's not dealing with a particular injury at this point. And if you're going to try to get a good look at your fifth round rookie quarterback, then you might as well play him with your first round rookie rookie wide receiver throughout the game to see if there's anything there over the next few seasons between them. So I think Jahan Dotson's intriguing at 5,900 bucks. Yeah. I think for me, the chance that he's pulled would take him out of consideration for cash. It actually makes me like him more for tournaments though. If there's a chance that he plays the whole game and McLaurin doesn't, you know, then you could get even more volume from, from Dotson. 
I just don't think there's much of a chance that they pull a rookie for somebody like Cam Sims. It'd be different if they had somebody behind him. I mean, I, you know, you can take out Terry McLaurin and, t- and get a look at Deami Brown and have those guys playing together. So, you know, I, I, it's week 18, so you can never say nothing's out of the question. Yes. But I, I'm going in not concerned about Dotson getting pulled. He's at least cheap enough where, you know, if he gets pulled and doesn't give you a big game, you could probably still survive in cash. On the tourney side, Christian Watson at 6,900 is interesting. One catch last week playing through the hip injury that had him questionable, but second on the team in targets, third in routes. He's been targeted on about 26% of his routes since week 10, and right around that number for the entire season, actually. Ranks 23rd among all wide receivers for the season in targets per route, according to player profiler numbers. Limited in practice the past two days. That's at least a step up from last week where he didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. And then we get Detroit as the matchup, 26th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. So it's an upside matchup for Watson. For sure, yeah. And that'd be he's just a fun tournament play. There's obviously risk with the hip. I mean, if if Watson did not have the hip issue, he'd be in play in cash for me at that price tag. Um, so yeah, I definitely think he's an interesting tournament play. It'd be, it'd be fun to go into Sunday night, you know, down, down 15 points and having Christian Watson to go still. Um, so I like that call. Um, you mentioned uh, Rashid Shahid at 5,800 bucks. I actually think Chris Olave is a better play on Fanduel here. I think if you're playing both sites, play Shahid on DraftKings where you're getting more of a discount, play Olave on Fanduel. Um, just 6,700 bucks. Olave is the Panthers dead last in the adjusted points allowed. Two wide receivers obviously just gave up that massive game to, to Mike Evans last week. Carolina especially struggles defending deep passes too. And we know Olave can win there. So um, I think he's a good tournament play at what I would think will be low ownership considering he hasn't done a whole lot lately. And I honestly haven't checked in on JC Horn, the Panthers top corner yet this week, but I would doubt that he's playing this game. Yeah. He was placed on IR um, either last week or earlier this week. So he's definitely out. Tight end for cash, Dallas Goddard, 6,200 bucks against the Giants. Strong matchup without having nothing to play for. Like if the Giants were playing to win this game, it would still be a strong matchup for Dallas Goddard. It's not. He leads our FanDuel dollars per point. That tells you that the salary savings don't matter as much as over on DraftKings where we're just awash in 3K tight ends at the top of the value charts there. I think that you can pay down from top shelf at wide receiver if you need to, to get to Goddard. You don't have to do so to get to Goddard. There are some cheap options as well. There are, um, but the, the gap between Goddard and the cheap options isn't as, as big on FanDuel as it is on DraftKings. So I'm definitely looking to get Goddard in my cash game lineup on FanDuel. Um, as you said, awesome matchup. The, the Giants 32nd in Football Outsiders tight end coverage rankings. And if you do need to pay down, if you're just wanting to go more expensive elsewhere, Tyler Conklin, 5,100, Tyler Higby, 56, uh, Hayden Hurst, 53, all those guys are in play, I think, in positive matchups to different degrees. Tournament, what are you playing at tight end, Jared? Yeah, I do like Higby on FanDuel here. And on DraftKings, he's in play. He's just he's expensive relative, um, where I think he's he's a nice value here. At 5,600 bucks. I'm obviously disappointed last week. Higby did just three catches for 11 yards. Baker Mayfield only threw 19 passes in that game. So you, you have to, you know, hope he throws it quite a, quite a bit more in this one. But Higby still had a 21% target share last week. Still ran a route on 76% of the pass play. So the usage was still pretty strong for him. And he gets Seattle, who is the best matchup for tight ends in adjusted points allowed at the position. Yeah, I like that. 
Uh, I like paying down for the cheapies better over here, unless Goddard comes in lower owned than I'm anticipating. Dawson Knox is one other guy I want to throw in $5,700 against the Patriots. If you look at his past three regular season meetings with the Patriots, you're like, there's no way I'm playing this guy. No catches in week 13 this year when the two teams played two catches in each meeting last year in the regular season. But if you look at the playoffs, five targets, five receptions, 89 yards, two touchdowns. And really that's the case here. It's not matchup. It's not Dawson Knox. It's Josh Allen's capable of just a different level at any given time. And he's capable of playing in a way where the matchup doesn't matter at all. And he showed us that he'll throw it to anybody. So it's just possible that Dawson Knox has that kind of game this week. Yeah, he has the most touchdown upside among any of those tight ends in, in the 5K range, and you know, especially on FanDuel. That's what we're looking for. I like David Njoku here as well. Talked about him on the DraftKings show. He's 5400 bucks on FanDuel. He's another guy who, you know, right there with Dawson Knox, who I think has the highest ceiling among these cheaper tight ends. Um, he Njoku went for 19 FanDuel points against the Steelers back in week three, so we've already seen him have a ceiling game in this matchup. Defense, the Vikings for 3700 bucks yep. versus Nathan Peterman, the top our yep. value chart. Uh, it's difficult to get away from. And last week, you know, it was, oh, I'm, I don't think I'm playing another defense besides the 49ers <laughs> against Jared Stidham. Uh, I'm not worried about that situation here, Jared. We've seen Nathan Peterman. He stinks. I'm worried after playing 100% Niners defense last week and getting burned by it. I mean, yeah, I think Stidham's better than Peterman. I also think that the Niners D is a lot better than Minnesota. So, I mean, anything can happen with defenses, but – um, Nathan Peterman's also not going to have Devonte Adams or Darren Waller or Josh yeah, Jacobs yeah. with them in this game. Yeah. I mean, there's also a risk the bears just run it 40 times and say, let's just get out of here in cash. I'm definitely playing, playing Minnesota. I don't think there's reason to go anywhere else. Um, we'll see how high the ownership projection comes in on them. I do think for slightly cheaper, the, the dolphins against Joe Flacco for 3,500 bucks are a decent play. And then I think Atlanta for uh, 3,400 bucks against what I, I expect to be bucks backups for a lot of that game. Their, their options to, you know, pivot to in tournaments. If the salary doesn't matter to the Colts at 4,100 against the Texans are certainly a fine option. I'd probably rather spend that somewhere else, but yeah. you know, if you're setting a lineup and it just fits, then there's certainly nothing wrong with playing that. Maybe last week's issue with the 49ers defense will help keep people from loading up on the Vikings this week. I was going to say, how about going back to the 49ers after they burned everyone last week? I mean, they're 4,900 bucks, but they get David Blau and this Cardinals team with nothing left to play for. So I think they're interesting if you can afford them. I don't know. What did Jared Stidham have to play for last week? Jerk. Pride. (laughs) That's going to do it for this week 18 FanDuel podcast. You can head over to DraftSharks.com now to play around with the lineup generator. Build your own lineups for FanDuel, DraftKings, and Yahoo this weekend. You can also find Kevin's articles highlighting top picks for cash and tournament entries on FanDuel. For Jared Small and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.